Tonight we welcome Slugger to the stage of the Phoenix Theater. This summer they celebrated the release of their new album, Let the Good Times Rot, and this is a record that we'll be talking about a lot tonight. Please welcome to the program Sonoma County's own Slugger. Welcome. It's great to be here. Thank you. You have written that this band is a group of brothers. These are lives in progress. That this this album is full of pain, anger, and joy on on full display. And so I look at this record as a product of, of, number one, like survival in your personal lives, and number two, camaraderie in your ties together. It's like, I think those two things are like what this record is. Would you agree with that? 100%. Definitely. Yeah. 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 So, Hez, you said to me in the lead up to this, that the making of this album has spanned many years, and that in that time, you've all experienced some very intense life moments. So I'm happy to have you guys on tonight because I feel like this record is a great artifact from this era of your lives. And I think it's going to provide like a snapshot forever of what these last five or 10 years were. How long has this band been a thing? Fuck. Ooh. Five or six years? I think it's, I mean, verging on the, six, I think. Well, I feel like life has changed for all of you a ton in the last six or seven years. That's why I bring it up. And I think tonight, one of the big things we're going to do is kind of go into your personal stories that have shaped this music. So let's start with our man, Josiah. Hi. We'll start with Josiah. And Hi feel there. free to pepper in You're anything. starting with the drummer. Huh? I'm starting with the drummer. I'm starting with the drummer because the drummer has only been on. Kind of dangerous. We have, we have a. We have a <laughs> what if I'm off beat? We have a second time appearance here. We have a third time appearance here. We have a second time appearance here. And we have a first time appearance here. When you were on the first time, we really didn't talk about anything of any substance. And I think that your entire segment was edited out. So let's see if we can do better that tonight. <laughs> <That's> true. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully tonight doesn't go the same way. <laughs> but yeah, you have had an incredible amount of change in your life in the last five years. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I wasn't... Is, I'm there. Um, I wasn't trying to uh, get to this point of um, change in my life, I guess. I, I wasn't like looking for it. But uh, once it was there, I was like, all right, well... This is what I got to do. And um, I mean, one of those things would be Henley. I'm glad you started there because it's not just like one thing changed and then that was another thing. It's like very different aspects of your life had things changed too. Henley is a great example. Henley Hotel, for those who don't know, was a venue that you, house venue that you lived at and also promoted shows at. Yeah. I would guess that like 30 to 50% of the bands on this show played in that house. Yeah. You guys did incredible things. But then it just like stopped very abruptly. Very abruptly. And yeah. are you comfortable sharing the story about the abrupt stop? I think you should share that story. It's a good story. Uh, yeah. Um, I mean, in what kind of depth, though? Don't in, give Don't give us the name. All, don't all give depths. us the name of the person. Okay. And uh, um, just tell us what happened. You. It starts out like most stories. The road to hell was paved with good intentions. Yeah, it was doing great work. Exactly. It was an important, um, important venue in Sonoma County. Yeah, there was um, there was a friend of mine that I was letting live at Henley while we were putting on shows. And um, it just came to a point where that friend wasn't paying any rent and was not uh, supporting anything that I was wanting to support in the house. And it came to a point where I was like, hey, that's kind of code. You don't have to go into it, but it, uh, bad vibes, right? Oh, gotcha. Yeah, bad right? vibes. Bad vibes. Uh, it, there, yeah, was a yeah. lot, there was a lot of stuff going on, and it was time for this person to go. Yeah, yeah. and uh, once that happened, I got um, basically a high five from my landlord, and he was like, it's all good. I understand that what you were doing was awesome. It was uh, a lot of fun for all the people around you, and I'm not going to make you pay for that. And he just let me off, but he also said, you got to leave within 24 hours. You are hours. leaving. Wait a come on. Wait a second. You are censoring this story. You have neutered this story. Well, you're not going to tell the, up, the part where he pulled a knife on you in well, your own yeah, fucking house? because it's not that. Okay, to me, it's not. that's not the important part. The important part is that, I guess, I mean, for me, 
is that Hang on, give the audience what they want. He pulled a knife on you in your own house. And that's not, not even all. That's okay, not even okay, all. I okay, forgot about landlord. the knife yeah. thing. That's, okay. Thank you, Robert. This is what happened. Yes. You got to clarify now because you. it sounds like the I'll landlord pulled a knife on you from what <laughs> yeah, people yeah, are hearing yeah, yeah. now. Dude, you got to change it. Yeah. Fuck, you <laughs> skipped from like chapter three to like the last chapter. Okay. Oh, yeah. We'll go from we'll go from where a uh, person wasn't paying rent, yeah, right? that's fine. I said, you got to pay rent. And then that person, when I called... Cause I was also living like part-time with my girlfriend and I was like, Hey, I'm going to be at tonight's show, which was at Henley, which I was the like only connection to the landlord from anyone else. And I said, you either need to have rent or you got to like, I need you to leave. You were the heavy. Yeah. yeah, I was like, "I, I can't, I can't just support you and everything else. And, uh, he pulled all of the knives, not just a knife, all of the knives out of the drawer, our kitchen drawer. And he threatened my uh, roommate at the time. And he said, Josiah's on his way home. And he said, I'll fucking see you. And tonight, blood is going to be shed. That's what he said. Jesus. Okay, and see, so, that, that's, m- that's more big, detail than you gave us previously. <laughs> yeah, so do you think true. that it was there all along and you just didn't see it? Or did something happen where he just went off the deep end? What, what was Honestly, it was like halfway through. I mean, like the f- he was there four months and he never paid. The, the, the first two months, um, he was like such a nice guy. Yeah, so Our, God bless him and no judgment here. That person was a really we, nice we, person. We hope this, we hope this person finds peace. Uh, also, they went to the roommate, or no, sorry, they went to the landlord, and they said, yes. this man is running a hotel. Yeah. Because you called it the Henley Hotel. Yeah. And that was not obviously what it was. That was it's just an alliteration. Yeah. It, sounds, it sounds good. It was a yeah, nice was name a nice for name. a house venue, a local house venue. So that, uh, that happened, and then my landlord called me, and he was like, are you renting out? your rooms like are you running a hotel and i was like no i would never do that and then he said are you playing live music and i said yes well but i mean like ultimately what happened was you you were out in a pretty short amount of time oh yeah i mean how 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 much notice did you get before you had to go it was uh six o'clock and he said if you could be out by tomorrow morning that would be perfect. Okay, so that is a huge defining moment for you. Yeah. You you at this time were married to someone and uh, it was just after that. Okay, yeah. you had just then you okay, I was going to get to that. You'd gotten a divorce. Yeah. Okay. And this house venue was like a major part of your life. Yes. And now all of a sudden it's just gone. Yeah. It's gone. Yeah. Wild. What had you paid rent? Uh <laughs> No. For the last uh the last 2 months that I was there I did not. You were two months behind in the rent. Yeah. Because, I mean, asking somebody to be out in 24 hours, that's kind of not legal anyway. Yeah. Well, this is information that was not given to me. I didn't know that you... I, <laughs> yeah. I thought you were the innocent one in this, but regardless... <laughs> well, you were kind of counting on this guy. Yeah, I, w- I was. Yeah. I was trying to, and I got to a point where I felt... I mean, when, when it rains, it pours, and at that point, it was pouring, and I was like... Well, also, I can't the the, the ending of your marriage probably was weighing heavily on you. I'm sure you had a lot of stuff that was yeah, not, a lot of, not uh, right. There was a lot of anger there and confusion. So that happened. Henley Hotel goes away. You yes. you you uh, probably seemed like everything that you had had in the last five years was just like evaporated. Yeah, you probably were feeling pretty bad for yourself. Yeah, would you agree with that? Yes, I would. Yeah. <laughs> um, but then some pretty remarkable stuff happens. You meet someone new. Yeah. You have a um, child? Yes. I, uh, I w- technically re-met um, a, a girl that I have always had feelings for. Um, I've known her since I was about 15, and I met her because she used to actually date my brother. Oh, and, this is new uh, talk whoa. information I did not know this about. Is, this is he juicy. seated at the juicy. table. Juicy. Some, some high yeah. school shit. Yeah, I mean, I was 15. I didn't go to high school. I was 15 when I met her. And... Ever since I met her, I was like, wow, you're just the coolest person I've ever met. Did you two get married? Uh, we are not married yet, no. Yeah, but the, that's the plan. That's the plan, yeah. So, okay. Then let's, let's uh, zoom out now. What you, would you learn about yourself during these big life events? <laughs> hmm. uh, you have to listen to the album. Yeah. And I does, mean, it, does, does, that it, does it, does it bleed of... into the album? 
I think that the album was a really, um, it was a really uh, great way for me to express my frustration and anger and confusion without actually putting it on one person. I was able to put it into the music. Yeah, he broke two cymbals. There's so many times that I've broken things while we're playing, and it's almost always because there's something that comes into my mind, and I'm like, fuck that person so much. I hate them. Or it's like, I love this person so much. And, you know, it's like you just get this emotion where you're just like, I am going to push so hard that I, it doesn't matter what I break. I'm going to push because I want people to know how I'm feeling. And that's, that's what I was trying to do. Has it ever been you that you're upset about when you're playing? Oh, or is it always yeah. others? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, especially recently, it's been me because I'm just realizing, I mean, maybe not realizing, but putting something on myself that I feel like I'm not, um, not the dad that I want to be. And I'm really trying to be like the world's best dad. I really want that. But it's just like, it is really, really hard. It is really, really hard. And not to press you on that if you don't want to talk about it. But no, no, it's what, okay. what, why? I mean, um, I realized that being a young 20 something, drinking a lot, um, doing drugs when I wanted to, if I wanted to, and um, smoking, and basically just only having re- regard for myself rather than for literally like a human that's growing and trying to learn what life is. I did not know what that was. And now I'm realizing that I really need to step up my game if I want that person to look up to me with uh, happiness and to actually like want me in her life rather than like, oh yeah, that's my dad. He's an asshole. So I'm, I'm really trying not to be that asshole. How old is your child? Uh, she is, next month she'll be one year. Okay. Cool. <clears throat> yeah. So uh, you mentioned earlier, but um, Hezekiah is your brother. He's seated at the yep. table. Hello. Two people over. Um, Hez was on with his band Bad Thoughts earlier in the year, and we talked a bit about this, um, about how you lost your father. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, how does that affect the calculus, you think, of your relationship with your daughter? Um, it's, I really hate that she's never going to meet him, but... I also am a little bit, um, I'm okay with how it is because this is life and life can either be chaotic or it can be regular or it can just be whatever you make it be. But I'm trying to make it so that she doesn't, um, I'm trying to make it so that I'm going to say her name, it's Luna, my daughter. Um, I'm trying to make it so that Luna doesn't feel anger towards anyone the way that I have felt anger towards my dad. But I want her to feel all the love that I have felt for my dad. So it's, I mean, like I was there when he um, passed and it was really hard for me. And it's still, it's something that I am talking um, still constantly about. And I'm trying to find um, some help about it. But being the person that basically said like, it's okay, dad, like goodbye. Um, I guess I'm just trying to find a way that she doesn't have to feel the way that I felt. So yeah, it sucks that he died, obviously. And for our family, it really fucking sucks because I mean, he did everything, even though we hated some of it, like he still did everything. Um, I guess I'm just kind of hit a wall right there. I appreciate all that. Yeah. I, I did, one thing I, I admire about both of you uh, having faced tragedy is the way that you try to like feel the emotions and you try to like navigate the emotions. I feel like something that I've done differently, which I don't know is really the right answer, is you like you just wall up. Oh, yeah. You get like ba- you get like Batman. 
you wear all black <laughs> and you're like cold and repressed, yeah. you know, and I, and you can get more stuff done that way. But I also do think that there's, there's value in like trying to, trying to navigate those feelings and it's ugly, you know, it's scary. Yeah. yeah. So talking about it at all is tough. So I appreciate you doing that. Yeah. I think that's probably something that the four of Thank us you. really have in common actually. And we'll spend half a band practice just talking about it anyway, is how, uh, we all can sort of relate in that sense in the way that we navigate life when things can get hard and that instead of uh, ignoring uh, the issues, we really try to understand them, like soak them in, let them exist. Uh, And then, you know, if we need to turn around and spit it back out to you in the form of playing in a punk band or writing songs about it and stuff like that. That's what we all kind of do together. And I think that, um, that has always existed between the four of us. And it's probably a lot of the reason why the four of us feel so close to each other is because, uh, we've never really shied away from being really open about that with each other, you know, soaking it in and trying to really wrap our heads around it. Uh, and then, uh, you know, and just trying to try to find some comfort in that. Yeah, I yeah. feel like we constantly check in on each other and just yeah. see where we're at. If we have any inkling that something's wrong, like, hey, is everything okay? Like, do you mind talking about it? And like the bit? conversation about um, the about uh, their dad passing, Josiah and Hezekiah's uh, father passing. You know, we were very much making this record when that happened, and uh, and that was something that. Uh, they certainly needed to navigate and then therefore Alex and I were there uh, as much uh, as we could be or they wanted us to be or whatever. Um, So how's that going for you guys in the moment, Hezekiah and Josiah? And uh, and then all of a sudden they show up next time and, uh, you know, we Hezekiah changed some of the lyrics around in the last song on the record. It's called So Long Kiddo. Is this okay for me to say? Yeah. And... uh, and then I didn't find out until later. I was like, man, I really like that lyric. And the lyric is, it's okay to let go. And uh, and I didn't find out until we were recording the record. Josiah was like, um, yeah, that was, the, that was the last thing I ever said to my father. I was sitting there at the hospital bed and I said, dad, it's okay to let go. And then that turned out to be a lyric that made the last song on the record. And it kind of blew my mind. I don't know. I just felt like that was a little nugget that I wanted to share just try to tie that conversation back in um, yeah. to how we sort of operate here as a band. You know, it, it, it happened. Uh, and, it, you know, it was painful for these guys for sure, but they were able to sort of turn it around and find some oddball inspiration. And then so we yeah. can sing it back to people, you know, that's sort of how we cope with that shit, right? Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, that song has gone through so many changes. Um, it it initially was about, um, well, the the lyrics in the beginning have always been the same. It just I actually wrote them, and uh, it's about a story of um, a man who's in a war torn country in uh, in <laughs> Shit, Africa. I remember that, yeah. And uh, he heard this story about I this man who um, who lost his dad across the country lines, like when the fighting started, and he couldn't get word through to him, and it was years until he could cross the border safely and when he did and he went looking for him he's like where's my father where's my father and a guy was like he's over there and it was a mass grave and he knew he would never find him again and so he picked up the sand and he put it in his pocket and he's like i'm taking you home with me um and initially when i wrote the song it was kind of like this bipolar song because the beginning has a super deep meaning that you might not get unless you tell the story and then I wrote a song about how my wife was fucking around and it like ruined our relationship. And, um, at least we can smile. Yeah. We can smile about it now. It's great. It's fun. I sing about it. Yeah. I was crying once. It's fine. It's fine. I wait for um, the day that I can sing about that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> at least you can cry. Yeah. I can cry all the time. I do it regularly. Yeah. Um, but then, uh, as, as, uh, as time went on and especially after our dad passed, uh, there was just something in me and I was deeply traumatized by this. And like, anytime I closed my eyes, I saw him the last time I saw him and he was barely there glazed over and he was, uh, holding my hand 
and I went to walk away and he gripped me closer and I couldn't look at him. It really fucked me up. And I was in my head every time I closed my eyes, I saw that and I had to push that feeling out in a positive way so it wasn't destroying me and keeping me from thinking about anything else. And um, You did a damn good job, dude. Because that's one of the hardest things that I've ever, in my entire life, ever had to, I mean, yeah, that's hard. Yeah. Um, it was, it was devastating. And, um, but I, I rewrote the lyrics and I unified that song with that original feeling and little did we know that those lyrics that Josiah wrote so long ago, this was like five or six years ago, we started writing the song and, uh, and I culminated it and wrote it more about that feeling. And, um, it's that, that person at the door wasn't someone coming to fuck my wife. It was death. (laughs) And, uh, and I knew that death was going to come in. I saw it coming. So did she. <laughs> Love you, bud. Love you too. We got the puns. Um, and, uh, like, I saw it coming, and this was a, a thing for me before. Like, in our early days of writing uh, songs, I wrote a song about how uh, my grandmother died, and I tried really hard to cry but I couldn't find it myself. And I felt deep shame about this. And uh, this time around, I couldn't stop crying. And so the lyric, I feel everything, I feel everything, I feel everything. And even the the title of the album is about like not being able to find even a happy memory to connect to someone because it's so painful. And so it's like, I don't even want to think about the good times. Like, fuck them. Because I can't even think about anything. Let them rot. Let them fucking rot. Is that title because of your relationship with your guys' dad, would you say? Uh, or majorly, point, majorly yeah. influenced by that kind, event, I guess. Kind of a say. culmination of, of all of that. I mean, everything that we have all collectively gone through, but also the fact that, you know, we, we saw life end. And, I mean, at least for me personally, seeing life start and still feeling like, What's the fucking point? Yeah. Like, why? Why am I having a child? Is there a point? Do I have to figure it out once they're older or not? I mean, at least for me, that's what let the good times rot means. It's like, this is all, it's all just happening. And it's going to keep happening. So just let it keep happening and try and figure it out on the way. I don't know how you guys feel about it. I just thought it sounded cool. <laughs> I like it. I let the good times rot. I like it. It's yeah. kind of fun. It, it's a play on an old rock and Let the good song. times roll yeah, is yeah, the song. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Let them rot. Let the good times rot. <laughs> well, okay. I, I like what you're saying. Uh, well, I like it all. But you were talking about how this band has been sort of like a way for you for to stay in contact, to be there for each other and all that. And has you said in the lead up to this um, – this band in particular, I, I think like established you socially and like uh, oh, allowed, allowed you like a foundation to come out of like a very tough period. Could you go uh, into that a little bit? Yeah. Well, I mean, um, I mean, early on when I was uh, in my early teen days, I barely spoke to anybody. I think I talked about this the last time I was on the podcast, but I am um, at a really hard time interacting with anyone or um, being myself because I didn't like myself. And to a large extent, I still don't. I'm working on that. Being a person um, is is hard. <laughs> but um, so basically like playing music, it forced me to be the center of attention. And I still struggle with it. Like I still get very nervous and anxious. But um, being up on stage, like letting myself loose and is talking about like very heavy things, but maybe in a way that someone would know unless they talked to me about it. Um, it's very freeing and, uh, it's really helped me just in my life in general, like writing these songs and getting them out there. Yeah. You talk about lyrical nuggets, mm-hmm. um, them what? nugs, them nugs. Dem, nugs, sorry, them nugs, them nugs. Um, obviously the thing that you, the, the thing that your father said being them on nugs. this album is incredible. <laughs> uh, really? I mean, them nugs. No, I appreciate that. I, I do. Um, 
you, Robert, shared something with me from the song Good Grief. Yeah. Could you talk a little bit about that? Because that's another nugget in there, which I yeah. would which I would have never caught. I listened to this album when it first came out. Yeah. And if you hadn't told me about it, I would have totally missed this thing. And it, you know, indirectly had something to do with someone who I know really well. Oh, knew, but, knew yeah, really well. Very well. Um, I know. I still need to tell your mom. Yeah. Maybe she'll listen to the podcast, but. Um, if she sees you're on it, she probably will. <laughs> yeah. 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 Mo loves her boys. Well, what kind of backstory <clears throat> do you think I should, what would be appropriate just to tell about, um, uh, like how I came to write those lyrics or. <laughs> I think uh, whatever you think the uh, significance of my brother's death had in your yeah. life. I mean, I, I feel like for these folks, uh, obviously your father's death, a huge moment in the last 10 years, uh, perhaps the biggest. I, I don't know where, you know, the death of this person who was so close to you and to me oh, ranks yeah. in terms of your stuff. But I feel like... Well, number one by far. But I've been fortunate to not lose uh, a ton of friends. I've lost a few. Um but uh but the one that hit me the hardest uh for sure was dominic and uh uh he's your brother and um and you and i have gotten close over the years uh through his passing and and kind of what happened and so uh <clears throat> he was one of my best buddies and um and he tragically passed away in 2011 uh and so um you and i jim didn't we didn't know each other very well but um i i hit you up uh shortly after the fact because i had a an idea you know <clears throat> i knew him through music and our our bands played together a lot and uh and all of our mutual friends were also playing in bands um, through his band's Pet Sounds and Girls and Suede, and I mean, take it all the way down the line. Uh, uh, I thought Dominic was such a prolific songwriter. How rad would it be if we took some of these songs that he wrote and we covered them in our own style? And then, so that's what happened. You loved the idea, and we uh, did it together. And 15 tracks, uh, were recorded, all written by Dominic, uh, but performed by his friends, and that his passing really affected me a lot, but the, the, the experience of, uh, recording, you know, basically quitting my job for a couple months and shacking away in the garage where he grew up uh, playing music, which is at your parents' house. Um, and making that record, I feel like, uh, talking about like defining moments that sort of changed or shaped who you are as an artist. I can really kind of cycle it all back to, to those few months. And we were happy because we were celebrating how rad Dominic was and how rad those songs were and stuff like that. Uh, and that was really important to me. And I felt like uh, we did a pretty good job with it. But then when it was all over, sort of have like this withdrawal period and it was like, man, I'm really proud that we did that, <clears throat> but what now? And, uh, it's sort of like, you know, uh, went from, it sounds weird that like, I, you know, I was really proud of, of our ability to be able to pull everybody together and to do that and stuff like that. But then when it was over, it was like, okay, I don't want people to forget. I want people to listen to these records and, and listen to his records uh, that he sings and that he performs on and stuff like that. So it sort of like spun me into like a weird, uh, hard to describe like a uh, uh, depression period after the fact, when it was all over, we had like the really great celebration here at the Phoenix. We played this stage where we all performed the songs and we released the record and everything like that. And then I just sort of had to sit with no longer having my friend for a really long time and no way to express it, you know? And, uh, and I had a conversation, um, with my best buddy, uh, I'm going to shout out his name. I love him so much. Uh, Riley Clem. And he was a really good friend of Dominic's as well. And him and I, um, out of anybody else have really been able to sort of talk about that. And it, uh, I feel like he wouldn't mind me saying it kind of like messed him up artistically as well, where he was writing and performing a lot. And then after Dominic's death and the way that affected him, it, it kind of messed him up and he wasn't able to do it as much. 
and uh and he's been working himself out of that funk for the past eight years and uh and we had a conversation because we'll touch in with each other every February 14th, you know, which is the day that he died and just kind of tell each other that we love each other. And we, we don't have to say anything else cause we know what we're talking about. Uh, and all of Dominic's friends are also really sore on that day too, for sure. And, uh, it was shortly after that <clears throat> to make a long story short, we were making this record and Hez had wrote this really awesome song and, uh, and we sort of needed a more lyrics for it. And I knew what the song was about and it was sort of about trying to find, um, you know, trying to see the, the light in death and just, um, basically, uh, being at peace with it. Is that more or less? Uh, it's about like a, a journey through life into death and you know, yeah. <clears throat> being, uh, not being complacent with like what you've got. And so, um, and so I asked Hez, I was like, do you mind if I take a stab at that? I hadn't written any, any lyrics for the record at all. And, uh, and I was listening to the section and I sat down and I'm not a lyricist generally, but I really fucking had something to say because it just poured out. I wrote it in like 15 minutes. I never changed it. Like how it appears on the record is how it just sort of just flowed out of me. And so when I checked back in with Riley I was like, Hey man, I want to show you this. And, uh, and I sent it to him and he was, you know, he said a lot of things, but among them, he said, man, I'm, I'm glad you, you finally said what I've been waiting for you to say. And I really appreciate that. It sums it up perfectly because I did need to say it. And so I'm happy that it exists on this record. We all put a lot into writing and recording this record. So, um, I feel like, yeah, that's like my little, little moment where I, I was able to get real vulnerable, you know, and I just, it. I didn't want people to hear it. You know, I wanted to, I wanted to write it and I wanted to record, I wanted to sing it and I wanted to record it. But then like showing people, I was so nervous to send it to you. I was so nervous to like send you that text of like, Hey, you need to check out this song because it's about Dominic, you know? And it's probably why I've been procrastinating on, on, uh, speaking to your mother about it too, because there's a line in there, uh, that very directly <clears throat> references her, you know? And what it, you don't have to quote the lyric exactly, but what is the general message? I mean, you say you something yeah. you wanted to say for so long uh, about the whole section. Well, no, about yeah. I mean, yeah. Riley messaged you and said, yeah. you, you said a thing that I have been wanting to say for so long. What was the thing? I mean, what's yeah. the general thrust of it? Yeah, uh, that um, I just needed to uh, vocalize just how I don't know, man. I, I guess. I guess for me it was uh, I was able to sort of um find some uh uh some kind of conclusion some kind of period at the end of the sentence you know I was to be able to say what I wanted to say about it like that you know that I miss you 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 were never supposed to go but you did and uh and through your passing you kind of were able to really uh clarify some things for me and like why we why we do this why we get close to each other why we make music and uh and that you know i don't want to be misunderstood here because i miss dominic every day of my life but uh in a very weird way his passing sort of was a really eye-opening experience for me and like changed me and kind of helped guide me along. Like if I didn't go through that life experience, I would be less sophisticated and less prepared to deal with all the other stuff that comes my way, positive or negative. Mm-hmm. And I wonder what your music life would look like. You know, I just feel like that, that set of experiences led you to a lot, meeting a lot of people, making music, like number one thing in your life. It always was something important to you, but it just, fe- yeah. it felt like to me as an observer that you like doubled and tripled down on this life in a way that oh, yeah, you maybe sure. wouldn't have otherwise. I think that that is definitely true. I think that, uh, on the unfortunate side, Dominic and I had plans to make records together. He was writing a bunch of songs that he wanted to record as a solo artist. And, uh, and when he passed in Newport beach, I was living 10 minutes away in Costa Mesa interning at a recording studio. Like we were, you know, I was, 
in proximity, I was the closest person to him when, when, uh, when he died and we were planning on, uh, making records together. So I wrote that into the lyrics too, you know, and there's records that we never made and we were planning on making those. Um, so in that way, uh, it was really, uh, really sad and unfortunate. And I feel like I missed out on some life experience that I could have had if he didn't die. But on the other side of it, um, I was like, well, you know, what else am I doing? You know, working at a restaurant, I'm going to fucking play music as, as, as much as I can with, uh, the people that I feel closest to. And I'm really fortunate to have found Josiah, Alex and has and playing slugger and my other brand brown packs. And I love those guys too. Um, just surrounding myself with, uh, with just wholesome, good people, uh, that seem to have their head in the right place and doing this for the right reason, you know, try not to take ourselves too seriously, but also try to make good, uh, art that we can, uh, you know, uh, be proud of and, and show people that will hopefully like it as well. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this show would not exist if not for his life. So here yeah. we are. Um, Alex, yeah. you have had to sit silently for so long. <laughs> That's okay. Do you feel like your journey to California is a um, an easily dispensable it. story that we would like to share on uh, here? And the I mean, events leading to it? Sum it up. Because it feels like big things happened and yeah. things could have not gone in a happy way where you sit at this table tonight. Yeah. Yeah. Seems yeah I'm still kind of trying to get over it. Yeah. I mean... I don't know. I guess it's, it was traumatic for me, but, um, moving here, I, uh, came here with like essentially my family, a really good friend and girlfriend at the time, my mom. And then at one point it all just, we had a huge falling out at different stages and, uh, it really fucked me up for a long time. And I think it brought about a lot of self doubt that I still carry with me. So. When you lived in Reno, correct? Mm-hmm. And that I think you look back on that now. We talked about this as like maybe a place, if not for this community, if not for these people, if not for the music scene and all that. It's like you might still be there. I don't know. I couldn't do it. I, like, I was willing to sleep on the street here. Yeah. I can. I can never go back. But I mean, getting out was an accomplishment. Is what yeah. I'm talking about. Oh, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm not saying that. <laughs> no. You, you, I'm, not, job, I'm not shitting no, on Reno. The, I don't no, want to get canceled I've, by I've, Reno. I've definitely put my foot in my mouth, <laughs> and I've learned a lot yeah. since then. <laughs> that was the that was the name of our first band, wasn't it? Has? Was it Fuck Reno? <laughs> no, no, it was a lot like Reno. A lot like Reno. So we walked by a van, and it smelled like shit, and we were like, "Wow, that smells a lot like Reno," and then we named a band after it. Yeah, I, mean, I wouldn't say that now. I think that's an accomplishment. There's man. a lot of great people I love there, but it just it it hurt me a lot too to be there. And I felt like if I stayed there, I would my life expectancy would be cut in half. Didn't you have a teacher tell you like you'll never get out, you'll be back? Yeah, yeah. yeah they'll say well, you'd be back. It was a lot of uh, positive. <laughs> that's true. I'm not making that up. Right? No, no, like, it is true. You told a teacher I, I mean, I'm I'm heading out. I'm going to California or whatever. And what did that person say? Like, we'll see when you get back. Yeah. yeah. Or uh, I mean. What was that person's even name? In high school. Let's call him out. Doxum. Um, even in high school, I was like seven and a half credits short. And I had, I think, like three months left of school. And granted, like, I'm horrible at school. And I procrastinated a lot, though. But uh, I had, like, honestly, like four or five teachers just tell me, just drop out. Like, even the dean. And I love him very much. But I won't forget. He's, you know, you should just drop out. There's no way you're going to make it. And my friends are like, fuck that, dude. Just try. You know, like, we believe in you. You could do it. And, uh, I ended up graduating and I'll never forget after graduating, my counselor <laughs> saying, so are you going to join the military now or what? <laughs> like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> I'm going to play in a shitty band, man. Yeah. California. Yeah, if I do that, I can't be in the shitty <laughs> so It was kind of like that environment with some people. Like it, it just felt like dreams couldn't foster there and not to put down. I don't know. I'm always thinking like, as if those people are in the room. And that's just another thing that I'm working on, but just not to insult their life or anything, but it just wasn't for me. Yeah. I think it's less of a criticism of the people who live in Reno and more of a criticism of the people you encountered in Reno and how almost seemed like they were not really cheering you on. And in fact, we're trying to like pigeonhole you into these things, which probably wouldn't have fit for you at all. Yeah. So did you move here right after high school then? 
pretty much well so the plan like california was the graceland and uh it started with me and my buddy and uh we there's so many things that kept happening that we are ready to go and my mom's friend down here said that we could stay with her. Isn't your buddy going to be on the show next week? Possibly. Yeah, he In is, the band yeah. Hizzy? Oh, yes. <laughs> the, okay. pe- yeah. the two people who escaped together. James yeah. Venegas. Yeah. yeah. Jumping on the yeah, back of a train. Since I was like 11. Yeah. 11 or 12. Yeah. Beautiful man. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, just a funny thing how this he life works. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, I mean, it's just, I, I, we don't need to go too deep into it because it seems like something you wrestle with. You don't want to be cruel, but you also want to honor the fact that you've done some things that you're happy about. And here you are. You're rather that you're here than that you're over there. Yeah, definitely. I'm proud of where I am now. I think that might be a good segue for you, Tom Gaffey, to share some of your thoughts. No, my thoughts have changed. He listened to us talk for an hour. What were your thoughts and what are your thoughts? So reading the album cold before speaking with you guys, it felt like you guys, a lot of what this album felt like it was about was the fact that uh, life had been moving in a direction and you expected it to come to a different place. And here you are are all hitting uh, close to 30s and you're looking back and realizing this is not at all what I had expected. This is not the place that I meant to be. (laughs) For better or worse, yeah. For better or worse, but that is the life journey. I don't think many people I know, the amount of time I've been here, have absolutely ended up where they expected to be. So you guys are probably on the right path. You're on the path you're on. (laughs) And it's taking you to the place it's going to take you. And uh, uh, I I think... um, but it changes when I hear the way you're talking about it. There's been a lot of ups and downs. There's been a, a lot of, of uh, there's been some tragedy. Oh yeah, for sure. and uh, it's it really has been a rough ride up to here. So now I think looking back uh, is the same as looking forward. But you guys get to choose where you're going from here. You know. Oh, definitely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You are already you've you've catharsized. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah. With this album, oh yeah, uh, it's, this it's is, huge. You can, it's palpable. The catharsis is is palpable in this album, and, and uh, it's it's almost like it's leaving you a space to jump off now and move yeah. in incredible oh, yeah. directions. Being able to move forward for yeah. sure, instead of staying uh, stagnant or in a state of arrested development. Yeah, which I felt like for so long. Like putting out a lot of this has helped me. Um, just. I think even like realize more about myself and the things that I need to change in order to move forward and not just stay in the same spot. Um, even just this last couple months has been crazy and my life has changed already so much from when it was just a couple months ago. And I mean, not, not anything intense has happened in that time, but, uh, I am growing and changing as a person and my status in life is changing and, the um my responsibilities and everything and becoming more of an adult it's kind of crazy and i'm losing my mind a little bit about it and uh seeking out therapy and like uh figuring that shit out because i've avoided it for so long putting this out has helped me see like there are avenues where i can have a better life i can be better um i just need to put the work in i yeah i agree with that and uh and for me i i'd really try to emphasize that um where uh, we use, use this album as a way to express ourselves in, uh, in the way that we, we felt like we needed to up until that point, you know, <clears throat> and then we did it and we recorded it and we put it out and we had a release show and we pressed it and we celebrated, uh, putting it out into the world and having people hear it. And for me personally, I can't speak for everybody in the band, but for me, it was like rad, we did it now for me, and now I can move uh, beyond that. Anything that I had to say that I channeled into the album, we we recorded it. We put it out there, and we released it, and now I try to, uh, you know, I try to let the good times roll now. <laughs> okay, yeah. but did you used to be a good times rot guy? Oh, 100%, yeah. yeah. Through the, uh, yeah. I, uh, I've been a, a pessimist. But uh, lately, uh, within myself, I've noticed that that doesn't really get me a whole lot of anywhere. And so I've, I've, uh, I'm a believer that you really have to, if you want to change something about yourself, you really have to, uh, instead of just hoping that it will change, you actually have to put in the effort 
to make it change. And so, um, you know, and the, the, you know, the four of us have talked about it a lot internally as a band, but, uh, basically I've, uh, personally really tried to put in the work to, um, to, uh, feel better, to be happier and to be more optimistic about things. And, you know, and, uh, what are the steps that I've had to take to, uh, be able to see some progress in, within myself, then I've, you know, definitely taken those steps and, you know, it's, I'll be working on it until the day I die, I'm sure. But, uh, but I feel like, you know, I've, I've, that's been a, a focal point for me and, uh, and I've been better about that lately. Happy to say. Let them roll. Yeah. Let them roll. I like the idea that uh, completing this album was kind of like dislodging giant boulders in your psyche. Oh yeah. That, it uh, that wouldn't move for a long time. And I have to think that like, you know, you finding an amount of love that you uh, had lost for a long time, something I would have thought you having a daughter would have done that to you, but it seems like, well, less so called uh, out. It, it, has. I don't say, I don't say that in a negative way at all. No, I, just, I, 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 I do understand I, what I, you're saying. I really appreciated what you shared earlier. Yeah. Cause sometimes um, when people see their child for the first time, it's like, and for you, well, it, not that you don't love your child, but it, but that you, you know, you, you still carrying the stuff from your dad yeah. and, and there's like this heaviness of life that still is almost kind of outweighing some of this joy. Yes. And I, I, I appreciated I the honesty and sharing. That. Yeah. That. Um, I think that there, there is like, um, it's, I, I can't say for sure because I don't know, but, um, it's almost like I already had so much of the pain. And then, like I said, I mean, I, I wasn't really planning on having this experience, at this time in my life, but it's happening. And now I love it because I'm letting the good times roll. Let them roll. Let them roll. Letting them roll. But I, th- I feel like officially at the end of this episode, the, the time's rotting, the good time's rotting. Yeah. That's over with. Yeah, the good time's rolling. Roll. Exactly. Yeah, we're we're finish your roll. thought. Finish your thought, though. I, I saw was, good branding for us. <laughs> I know. You know, I push this for another year. Yeah, you got <laughs> after we're rot. still. Yeah, we got to We got to rot on Come tour, on, and then we'll roll. Yeah. But um. It was almost like I added, uh, I already had a lot of pain, a lot of suffering. And I personally, I don't know how Hez feels about this, but I have been holding and still do hold a lot of it on my shoulders as like a personal weight because I feel like part of it was because I was there. Um, But having my dad die and then all of a sudden there's a new life. It's, there are certain things in my head and this is also why I am uh, also going to be going to uh, talk to a therapist and try and figure out if I am upset for the right reasons or if I need to kind of figure that out. Um, but I, I hold on to it, to certain things and it happens to be my dad, even though sometimes I hated him, it was like, now that he's gone, it's all I can think about. And then Luna comes into this world and it's like a competitor where I'm thinking about how it's like, no, I'm supposed to be sad right now. I'm supposed to be upset. I'm supposed to be in my own thing, but I have to put that aside now and figure out how to make sure that I can show you that this life can be better than being that upset, sad, angry person. So it's, I, I'm still figuring it out, but I don't think that I have it figured out yet. I'm still, I'm still on baby step number one of like, all right, cool. Hold my hand. We're going to figure out how to climb these stairs. But with every step, there's a little bit of sadness and there's a little bit of my shit that I'm going to have to deal with as long as you can be there with me. And I mean, I have the best partner in the world and she has dealt with all of my bullshit. Have you mentioned that with every step there's also got to be quite a bit of joy? I guess I kind with of With every step I there has that. to be some sadness. 
some sadness. With every step, there's got to be joy. You're with your daughter. What a joyous thing. She wants to feel that joy. She's going to feel enough sadness in her life. That is very Uh, true. Guide her with your joy. Well, we just have to find the joy. Yeah. The joy, what? Look in your daughter's eyes. What do you mean you have to find the joy? No, no, I, 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 I the joy do, is I don't right here at this what you're table. Saying, though. Holy I, I, cow! I do. I see what you're saying. It's I can't let that overpower. Yeah, the journey is like not, how I have been. Sadness. Like I said, I'm holding it on my shoulders. I need to just. You've been I mean, blessed. Find You've a been way blessed to... with a daughter. You've been blessed. Have you held her hand yet? Yeah. Oh my God! Isn't that incredible? Yes. <laughs> so amazing. <laughs> with every step you take with her, yeah, as she holds your hand. What a miracle, what a joy. Yeah. What a joy. Holy cow, and every note you guys play together. Yeah. What a joy, what a miracle. No, that's, oh my yeah. gosh. You're completely right. Yeah, yeah I think it's, um, it's as, you, as you get older, you start to see, like, uh, for us and our brothers, I definitely, you can see, like, our dad coming out a little bit more. And there's, <laughs> yeah. uh, and there's things that you love about it and things that you hate about it because it reminds you of things. And I think that with Josiah is, like, he... And on the rest of us, we lost the chance to get closure for things that we didn't like about what we saw in ourselves of him. And not only did he not get to let that go or get closure on that, he became a father himself. And so now he's dealing with that at the same time. And that's rough. I mean, I look in the mirror and I see my dad and it makes me sad and it makes me a little bit happy, but um, I'm still here and I can I can inspire joy in people. And I, I love your daughter. She's just beautiful. She oh, used gosh, to yeah. like she's, she's another thing gems. that I share with my dad is we freak babies out. Um, and I think it's the eyes because we stare a little too much. I do that with dogs too, and they yeah. get freaked out and they they bark at me. You know, um, he walks in and she's just like, "What? Yeah. My dog? What loves are you doing?" <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm I'm a dog whisperer, but not a baby whisperer yet. Um, but for, uh, just recently, I helped him move into a new house, and for the first time, uh, she was so happy to see me, and it's because I was yeah. shoving a, an unworkable amount of pizza inside of my mouth, and I, fi- I, I bridged she the gap, yeah. and, now, and now we're best friends. Yeah, I got that, that's too. Wonderful. I got yeah. validated that day. She gave me a smile. She <laughs> was like, you guys are all right. So yeah. that's, that's the joy. <laughs> well, I think you put it I best. I appreciate you saying that. Yeah, I... That would, what you said about his daughter was wonderful, and I think the uh, the idea of this album being a hugely cathartic thing, you oh, feeling yeah. it, I think yeah. that, I mean, how else can we end this episode but with that sentiment? I think the album, as I said earlier, is a testament to like this chapter of your lives and a testament to like all of you realizing, hey, there's some stuff. Like, yeah. I can't be the father I need to be if I don't get my stuff worked out. Yeah. I can't be the person I need to be to my partner, to my bandmates, if I don't figure out my stuff. I can't be the person that the person who I've lost uh, would want me to be uh, unless I get my stuff figured out. You know, I can't be the person <laughs> who might have ended up somewhere I didn't want to end up. I need to, like, keep on the path, you know? Yeah. And this album is just a testament to all the work you guys have done to this point. And uh, you heard it when you listened to it. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. And how? Oh, yeah, well... Uh, I, uh, uh, as I'm listening to this, I'm thinking, boy, this is really an angsty piece. <laughs> it is. <laughs> yeah. yeah well, that's in my brand. <laughs> yeah. Well, I just love your transformation in listening to them talk because yeah. before yours, you, you had more of like a critical standpoint where you're like, yep. you know, you're almost 30. It's like you have a choice. Your life doesn't have to look that way. But yes. then he listened to you yeah. talk and he's like, no, okay, this is them so this doing the work. You to that point. This is oh, the progress yeah, yeah. of that work. Well, yeah. this is like early 20s songs. Yeah. 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 We've been yeah, working them for so long. Me as well. yeah. As you hear it, you guys, yeah, you guys have been working on some of these tunes for five or six years. Yeah, I'm seven wow. years in some cases. Yeah, like, really? Uh, yeah, really early songs. Uh, so long, kiddo is probably the oldest song. It's seven yeah. years old. Wow. That's when I started writing. And it's it. the last song on yeah. the album. Yep. You already closed the episode out about 15 minutes ago. But do you have anything else you want to say, Mister? Yeah, Gabby? weirdly, it just keeps coming back. I don't know why. Uh, Siddhartha Herman Hess, and I have no idea why this keeps springing into my head. Uh, Om is the bow and the soul is the arrow mm-hmm. uh you know, meditate on that and let your spirit soar man pull that bow back and boom let that sucker go uh, and let your soul be the arrow and peace is the ark so that's it <laughs> thank you, Tom. No, I, I appreciate you, you that. i've been honestly uh, there's like a lot of shit that i've been listening to lately that's like just random i never would have listened to it cool. even new music and uh, there was one that they were talking about yin and yang, and it was just about 
like what is yin and yang and what is chaos what is order and is there one or the other or is it all just a part of it and i feel like what you just said is kind of that's that's meeting right in the middle yeah it wasn't a Jordan Peterson podcast. Fuck was it? No. Yeah, you have been listening to a lot of new things. It was it was uh, Oprah. That's what it was. That's it was a, Oprah. Oprah. Yeah, it was Oprah. Everyone and, approves um, of that. I forgot to. Um, no, I forget what the guy's name was, but it was Oprah and it's Jordan Peterson. We'll, dis- we'll discuss that at a later time. <laughs> Slugger, thank you so much for joining us yes, tonight. Thank you for having us. Thank guys. you so thank much. You so thank much. You, I truly you, feel this. Uh, you guys carry on the tradition of the great Sonoma County bands yes. that have played this stage and other thank stages you. for years. You had that show earlier this year, and it was... I mean, I would say you were there. You, a lot of people were there. <laughs> it was, really it was, it was, it was like the the coolest local music thing we've had in, in like the la- at least in 2019. All the different people from all the different generations of all the different bands were there to see you play that that music. Yeah, what an incredible it. thing! And you guys are 100 percent a part of that lineage that goes back so long. And yeah, I love it. We've uh, we've seen a lot of them play the stage. A lot of them come on the show, and it feels very special that we got to finally get this band on here tonight. So. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. And in just a moment, a collection of this music that we discussed at length, a set from Slugger, is next. Let the good times rot. Thanks again, everyone. Thank you. Thank you.
Belgian. 